You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 349. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 349. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, lava. Hello, governor. Hello, lava. 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 How are you? I am pretty good. Yeah. yeah doing good. It's quite the rainy day here in North Kakalaka. Yeah, it's coming down big. Uh, we have our first named storm coming through. <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I don't like when we get into this season because it's the way people are around COVID, that's how people get around storms too. In the, so? in the hoarding fashion oh, where they God, go yeah. and buy all the bread. What, what I don't understand, we've talked about this, is we don't understand why they buy all the perishables. Right. They buy all bread, yeah. all the milk. Yeah. Ice cream. I'm like, that's the first thing to go. You know that, Like, right? that's not a good survival skill. Like, if the electricity goes out, that's the shit that goes first. Right. Like, wrong with you people? Good luck with that milk. Yeah. How about some trail mix? Good old trail mix. Right. Like some, some cliff bars. A Nola bar. Like why aren't those going off the shelves? Right. Like canned goods. Canned goods. Yeah. Have they not watched The Walking Dead? <laughs> Can I get a giant container of pudding? <laughs> Can I get a zombie, please? So anywho, it's it, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds, especially with the uh, – Country reopening in different ways, and yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. When does this one air? This one airs June first. June first, so we'll be out of phase two for most. For most states. For most states, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of phase two, I should say. So we sure hope that y'all are staying safe and strong and healthy, and we have an episode for you all about stress. So how to deal when you're stressed as fuck, and. Tons of tactics and skills that you can employ to kind of get your your head straight. So we're going to dig into that today. But before we do, you know, we got to we got to have a a little lighter note. Throw it over to me for a little bit. That's right. Uh, We do a little segment on this show that we like to call. Would you rather? And today's would you rather is. You stopped. You stopped doing the. And today's Would You Rather is. Uh, I did? Yeah. Oh, that was my cadence before? Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to switch it up. I'm oh, trying yeah. not to be, you know, predictable. Fresh trying and Trying to be scene. mysterious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize. That's that's what mystery is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if the definition is exactly, but. Just go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have to try to kill three wild rattlesnakes armed only with a bowling ball? Oh, my God. Or sit still while thousands of honeybees form a bee beard on your face. <laughs> bee beard. I want a bee beard, Rick. I want a bee beard, Rick. Rick, 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 Rick. Oh, my gosh. There's the great SNL sketch about that with Amy Poehler. I want a bee beard. Horatio Sands is Rick. Yeah, it's her uncle. Yeah. So 
all I have to do for the bee beard is just sit still. Just sit there and let bees crawl all over your face. Thousands of them. Or. Or try to kill rattlesnakes with a bowling ball. Okay. So from what I understand, when people do these sorts of things, like <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records, or they okay. do these daredevil-y things where they're like, look at me be with all these fire ants, or look at me do shit with bees. Yeah. They it, they still get stung, like, plenty of times. Sure. I'm sure So do. it's not like just because you're sitting totally still, you're you're out of the woods. This is true. So if you're allergic, you're going to have to go with killing rattlesnakes. Well, I'm definitely not allergic to bees. Might me either. But there's plenty of people that are. I, I don't think – well, and are they just your everyday average run-of-the-mill bee? Or is it – Honeybees. Like, Okay. Yeah. Not like those fucking Cheetos that fly out our window. <laughs> I've never seen bees like this before in my life till I moved to North Carolina. Yeah, not those uh, deadly – what are those ones that are just coming through the hornets? Oh, murder hornets. Murder hornets. <laughs> 2020 fucking sucks right? ass, man. Got the murder hornets running around. Here's some murder hornets to top um, off 2020. No, just honeybees. Okay. I the other is three rattlesnakes though. Mm -hmm. You have to try. You have to kill three rattlesnakes with a bowling ball. And so when you throw the bowling ball, you'd have to run around, get the bowling ball, and try again because it doesn't. It doesn't come back to you. Yeah, it's not a boomerang. No, so it would be like thunk. It wouldn't, and then it might be just like stuck there. That's true. And then you have to get it. And then they're like. Or you might have to like try to roll it over the snake and crush his head. That's not right? a good tactic. I don't feel. You know, I'm just saying like. And some bowling balls are very, very heavy. I used to always go for like the eight pounders because they were so light. Right. But some of them are, I mean, that would, I think I'm going to go with the bee beard. With the bee beard? I'll take uh, the bee beard, Rick. I'll take the bee beard just because I don't have to kill anything. Wow. Well, how heroic of you. Right. I don't want to kill snakes. So I don't, I don't. I'll let some yeah. bees on me. I think that's kind of a cool bucket list thing anyway, is to have a bee beard. Well, you like, also have your bucket list. You also have a actual beard. I have an actual beard. I wonder if I would have to shave it, or if they could just be on. I'm sure they could just be on. If it. They that could might just protect be me. Some. On. Ah, <laughs> see what I didn't even realize I did there. All right, so I think so. We're obviously going with the bee beards. We would love to hear what you would rather. So come over to our Facebook community. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours After Club. Hours. And <laughs> you've added a really gross, like, <laughs> neck tilt to that. Like, where he kind of, like, he he sways his head back and forth, like, after hours. Like, it's so gross. <laughs> so <laughs> We'll have to put a picture of that in after hours. No, we don't. I think no, they, I, we should I'm going to video you. Do doing, a little gif? Yeah. What that, the kids are calling a gif? <laughs> that's right. So we have an awesome Facebook community where – all of our listeners come and hang out, and we do additional bonus trainings every month called Q and Slay, where you can get additional thoughts and, and tactics and tools and things like that. We do Warm Fuzzy Wednesdays. And then on Monday, we always talk about the Would You Rather, and everyone has to kind of defend their their choice, and Mr. Smith chimes in all the time. So it's really fun. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you Up over to our little corner of Facebook, and we would love to have you. It's just a really great, a really great community. Mm. So It is a good community. I'll agree. So we are going to jump into how to deal when you are just stressed as fuck. Yeah. And this is episode 349. 349. So we are, we are almost a tree fitty. Tree Goddamn tree, Goddamn tree fitty. Goddamn tree fitty. That's crazy. Any, any South Park fans out there, that's for you. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. That is so many episodes. Yeah. And by the way, we haven't mentioned this for a while, but if you have something that you would really like for us to, sh- to talk about mm-hmm. or you would like to hear our perspective on, every single show notes page. So, for example, this episode is thejoyjunkie.com slash 349. Every show notes page has an option where you can click and submit a show idea. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that you've really needed some advice on, we can't guarantee anything and we can't guarantee it in a timely manner necessarily, but we really try to give you what you've been asking for. And it's really helpful for me. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we've got eight things, eight things when you are stressed as fuck. Now, this is totally a broad type of stress, right? So it could be, you're really stressed out in your relationship. Mm. It could be with parenting. It could be because of COVID. It could be around finances. So I'm very well aware that the amount of stress or the type of stress is going to vary greatly depending on the person. But what I want you to do is as I'm going through these items, think about which one of these you could really employ, which one of them very much applies to you and you could actually do something different. Because what we do most of the time is when we are in this place of overwhelm, this place of stress, we, we're we in this heightened, like, ah, kind of panicky place, and we just stay there. We just mm-hmm. stay there, and we think about the stress. We think about how difficult things are, how all the things that are going wrong, all of the things that are not within our control. But we're not necessarily focusing on what is in my power? What will relieve some of this pressure? So that's what I want you to think about. All right. So item of business number one is to examine the root of your stress. Now, sometimes it's going to be very obvious, like I'm going through a divorce. This is my stress. But there will also be offshoots of that because that will likely affect parenting, If you have children together or if you are dealing with financial things, if you are losing a job or starting a new job, that sort of a stress can affect other relationships. So just start looking at what are the the major pain points? Because I think when we're in that stress haze, it's hard for us to really pinpoint here's here's what's really causing this. Mm -hmm. And that's important to help alleviate a little bit of the pressure. So once you've done that, then you can start checking your self-inflicted overwhelm. Yeah. So all of my amazing recovering perfectionists out there, you will know that a lot of times your tight grip on control or your tight grip on things having to be a very specific way oftentimes leads to you incurring a shit ton more work than needs to be on your plate. Yeah. So I have a little acronym for you. It's POD, P-O-D, postpone, omit, delegate. I thought you were going to say destroy. (laughs) Delegate. That's the omit part. (laughs) Omit, destroy. Wow. Um, Okay. Go ahead. So postpone, omit, delegate. That's your acronym. So I want you to look at once you've identified this root of my stress. Okay. So let's say it is in my workplace. I've been really stressed out at work. Then if you look at the POD acronym, you go, okay, are there things here that I could postpone? Can I put them even into next week? Kind of triage. 
Exactly. Omit, are there things that I want to do or that are on my plate right now that just straight up don't matter, that I could get rid of altogether? So those are usually luxury things, the things that it would be nice if I could create this brand new template from scratch for this PowerPoint presentation, but I'm going to go ahead and omit that from my to-do list and just do one of the pre-made ones. Okay. Right? So it's it's getting it off your to-do list altogether. Sure. And a lot of times it's those things that we are holding on to that stack up our, our to-do list, right? And sometimes, depending on what season you're in, it might be omitting something that's actually really good for you. For example, maybe you love to meal prep and do your own cooking. But right now, just straight up ordering food or having a meal delivery service or having something pre-made for you, it's not your ideal. But oh my God, in this season, that's going to make it a lot easier. Get you through it, yeah. Right. So what can you omit? And then finally, what can you delegate? This is another piece of recovering perfectionists feeling as though I can't delegate to anybody because nobody does it right. Mm. Nobody does it right. They don't do it the way I want to. It's going to take too long for me to explain to somebody else. So Mm -hmm. I better just do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be a recipe for disaster. So start looking at all of my opportunities to delegate. Now, that doesn't even necessarily have to be in a workplace. That could be in your own family. Are there people who are offering to help who actually are able to help, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But that's number one. Examine the roots of your stress and then start looking at in what ways relative to that topic can I postpone omiligate? Omiligate. Omiligate. Omit or delegate. New word. Maybe I could put them all together. Yeah, just in make, a, yeah some kind of word. That's yeah. Good. But I do like that. What the was act, the first one? The, postpone. Pomiligate. Pomiligate. That might not be bad. There you go. Got to pomiligate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do really like the acronym of POD. Me too. All right. And if it was triage, then it'd be Todd. So it's not quite as effective. I like POD better. Thank you. We'll go with POD. Oh, we will. Okay, excellent. Number two. Number two. What does the opposite of stress look like to you? So Mm. for me, the first word I think of when I think of what is the antithesis of stress? To me, it's peace. To you, it might be relaxation. It might be white space. It might be downtime. Whatever word or phrase you want to use. But start looking at... What would that actually look like? Is it I need to be interacting with different people? That's what would be really helpful for me. Like I need to not be around the people in my household or at my workplace or, you know, maybe it's omitting people in your life. It might look like support. Like I need to actually get some support for this relationship or I need to get support for, you know, I'm I'm taking this course and I'm having a really hard time with my academics. Maybe I need to hire a tutor. Like look at what does peace look like for you? What is the opposite of this stress look like for you? And Hmm. then apply pod to that. Gotcha. And go, okay, I'm stressed out with schoolwork. I'm stressed out with this relationship. How can I apply pod or do I need to get some support in that way around that issue? Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. You were I, looking at me like I should have said something there. No, you were you were looking at me confused. So I just no 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 no. I know I, how you like to be the voice of the people. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I think I'll reserve my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think this is also really important because a lot of times we are very acutely aware of what we don't want. Mm-hmm. We're clear that we don't want this much work. We're clear that we don't want this micromanaging. We're clear that this constant fighting with our kids or our family is really stressing us out. But we don't take the time to look at what would the opposite be? What would peace or relaxation or non-stress look like? You've got to define that or else sure. you don't really have a destination. You just find yourself pissed. Tight and pissed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Number three, take brief moments to tally what you have done or what is going right or has gone right. This is one of the things that I have found incredibly important during the time of quarantine and COVID and all of that. And that is there are so many inundations everywhere of all the shit that's going wrong, stupid people in society, people making horrible choices. But there is also a flip side to that. And we've done, you know, we did a couple episodes on that. Because I think it's so important to shine the light on what is going well, the people who are doing incredible work out there. Mm -hmm. And that's our choice of what we choose to focus on. I know for myself, when I'm in a state of overwhelm or stress, I have a tendency, and I think most of us do, to zero in on what have I not checked off on my to-do list? What have I not gotten through? Instead of taking a quick second, and that's usually my my trigger. That's my entry point to go, okay, wait, look at all the things you have done today. Yeah. I also do that if I feel like I've been extremely lazy mm-hmm. and I want to get mad at myself for not being productive. I go, wait a minute, what did I do today? I gave myself some really exquisite rest. Right. Or right. you actually did get a load of laundry done. Yeah. Or, you know, what has gone right? Sure. Our society is so, like if you said, oh, I just laid around all day. People would be like, "Oh, oh, cool, good for you." But if you, if like during this COVID break, if if people just said, "Oh, I just sat around and played video games all day," they'd be like, "Oh, that was kind of a waste of time." Right. But there's a happy medium in there. Yeah. You know, there's there's it's it's productive to rest, just as it is productive to do your to do list, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the thing that people don't take into account is. If you're grieving, which we all are, or if you're experiencing an an element of isolation or loneliness, a byproduct of both of those two things is lack of motivation. Yeah. So if you're grieving, it is like a loss of a job, loss of freedom, fear of the future, of what all the unknowns, all of that, being concerned about your loved ones and if they're going to get sick, all of those things, or your financial future – you guys, that's grief. You're yeah. going through grief. So do not be surprised if it manifests as lack of motivation. It's right. rampant right now. Yeah. And that's another byproduct of loneliness too. You mm-hmm. know, if you mm-hmm. are a total extrovert and you thrive by being in larger groups and that's how you generate energy and how you feel fulfilled, of course you are running on on empty. Yeah. Of course you're feeling low motivation. Sure. So Anyway, take brief moments to tally what you have done or what is going right. Mm-hmm. 
this is the classic glass is half full, half empty thing. Right. It's the same fucking glass. <laughs> so you get to decide what lens you are looking through. Right. And if you keep looking around like, well, I can't quit my job. Well, I can't just tell my partner how I feel or I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You're focusing on all the negatives. You're not at all looking at the things that are in your power or the things that have gone well. Like let's say your relationship is really stressing you out. What could you be happy about? What could you be grateful for? Sure. Look in a different direction, right? Exactly. Look for other things. It's good. All right. Number four is call in the allies. This is getting support. Okay. There is nothing heroic about doing everything all by yourself. And this is another piece kind of what you were talking about. Our society glorifies busyness. It glorifies this weird sense of independence where mm. we don't lean on one another, yeah. where in so many other cultures, it's about a village, like really, sure. truly at taking a village. And we we feel like we don't need to process our emotions. We don't nothing to see here. I'm going to man up and do it all myself and just mm -hmm. really dumb idioms that we have for that kind of stuff. When in reality, we need support from one another. Sure. So if it is a situation where, you know, your marriage is really in a tough spot, get support for that. Go to a marriage or family therapist or there's tons of therapy apps now that you can communicate with people just online. Sure. Like BetterHelp or Talkspace, I believe. Oh, okay. Are two different ones where – you, you get to talk to your therapist however you feel. Like So if you want to write everything out, great. If you want to talk, great. If you want to text, great. <laughs> but there there's ways to find support. If you are having a really tough time in school or you're having a really tough time getting a job, chances are there is a Facebook group of other people out there who are going through the same thing that you can find camaraderie and support. Absolutely. You do not have to do it all by, your own, by yourself. The other thing – that I wanted to mention too here that kind of tags on to the delegate piece that we were talking about earlier is if you are capable, and I understand that this is absolutely a luxury and not everybody has this privilege, but ordering meals, making it easier on yourself, hiring somebody to clean, that kind of thing, yard work, like are there ways that you could curb that stress or could you let it go? Like there are situations where you have to get your laundry done. For me, it's not. I have so many clo clothes that I don't really ever have to. You know, it takes a long time till I have to. Yeah. So if I'm in a really stressful deadline or something like that, I can let the laundry go another week. That's a postpone. Sure. So start looking at are there other ways that you can – Call in the allies. Get support. Can you have friends that help you out? Is it some maybe a subordinate or a boss asking for an extension? Do what you need to do to get the support that you deserve. Now, another huge piece of this is accepting help. And we did a podcast a long time ago. I'll link to it in the show notes about accepting help. And how a lot of times we will have people in our life waiting in the wings, wanting to be there for us, wanting to bring over a meal, mm -hmm. wanting to help us troubleshoot our new business. And we somehow think we're not worthy of it or we push it away. We don't accept the help that's actually available to mm -hmm. us. Yeah. 
So start noticing, are there people, resources, avenues that are out there willing to hold me up during this stressful time and I'm not allowing it? I get that a lot with my clients. They'll wait till the last minute before they call and book with me. Or it'll be the last thing that they do before surgery. Right. Like, well, I'll give everything a shot at this point, right? Yep. If they had come to me a lot sooner and not thought, oh, this is just going to go away or, uh, you know, it's just a passing thing. If they'd have come to me a lot sooner, we could have got them through that a lot faster. Right. Right. But they, like you said, there's a stigma of not needing help or, um, you know, thinking you could do it all on your own. Right. So once they realize that the help is there and if they go, if they come to me in a earlier phase of the injury. Yep. Then they heal a lot faster. Right. Right. And the same thing applies through the mental psychological aspect of it too. Right. Well, there's a very real reason that if you are stressed out, you're more likely to get sick, come Mm -hmm. down with something. If you have chronic stress and chronic overwhelm, it's common to get autoimmune. Right. Like to have those sorts of things show up. Yep. There is a very strong tether between your emotional health and how stressed you are to your physical health. So we can't deny that. And so it's really incredibly important that you call out for support. That's one of the things that I see very similar in my work with Deep Down and Dirty, which is my, you know, my primary signature program that I teach. And it's currently the only way in which I work with clients. And most people, when they come to me, they're at that breaking point. Mm -hmm. Either the relationship has gotten so bad that they're in or they are just so unbelievably unhappy that they have to do something different. The pain of staying the same is just too intense that they're like, I'm willing to go outside of my comfort zone. I'm willing to do the things that are uncomfortable. Right. So if you're at all interested in Deep Down and Dirty, this is one of the reasons why I think the support piece is really huge. Sure. In fact, there when I have – when anybody starts with me, they go through some pre-work. And in the pre-work, I ask them like a bunch of stuff. It's pretty lengthy. But there's one question that says – what do you want me to know about you? Is there anything else you want me to know about you? And so they you know, give me backstories or whatever. And then I say, is there anything you would not want me to know about you? <laughs> and that's wow. when I get the meaty shit. Right. That's when I get all the stuff that people feel they have to just bolster up and do everything on their own. And they're, that's where their shame comes out. Mm. That's where all sorts of stuff comes out. And being able to be seen like that and have somebody else hold that space for you and go, okay, you're not alone and you're not broken and you will heal from this, you will get through this, can be unbelievably clearing and healing. So that paired with the idea of I'm not enough is what I see nonstop. Right. I am not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I I'm don't not deserve de- it. I don't, yeah. yeah. I'm not deserving of the things that I desire. I'm not deserving of happiness. Right. That is a deeply held belief system. And that's one of the things that we completely revamp in Deep Down and Dirty. And it's also one of the reasons why the program spans like four months because it takes time to condition those new neural pathways in the mind. Yeah. So 
Anyway, if you are interested in that and you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, chronic self-doubt, you're always putting yourself on the back burner, second-guessing yourself, please go watch my free workshop that kind of outlines the work that I do, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It'll give you five key shifts that you need to start working on in order to let go of some of those things like people pleasing, genuinely feeling like you're enough, that kind of thing. At the very end of the workshop, if you want to hear more about Deep Down and Dirty and you're really serious about taking it to the next level, you'll see an opportunity to book a call with one of my strategy coaches. And then you can talk about your specific issue, the stress that you might be under, the things that you want to change. Sure. But I will tell you, a majority of people that I ask them when they book a call what are three adjectives that describe how you've been feeling most days? A lot of people put stressed and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like they and need- that's where the support comes in. Exactly. And where your program comes into part of that support, right? I think also knowing, just knowing that there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. If you yeah, do that's huge. any sort of research on adrenal fatigue or thyroid disorders or autoimmune stuff, you will see that it disproportionately affects women uh, who are having this like superwoman syndrome. Yeah. Like I have to do all the things for all the people all of the time and it's not sustainable and it will start wreaking havoc on your physical health. And that's that's your body going, hey, fucking pay attention, dude. Right. Like I need you to pay attention. <laughs> and you can't just think that it's about popping a pill and being fine anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Whew. All right. So I got going on that one. I <laughs> I, I feel that personally too because I've dealt with adrenal stuff. And yeah. I yeah, me too. push and push and push until my body was like, nope, bitch, I'm taking your ass out. And It'll then do I was it. like, It'll do it. okay. Something's got to give. That's right. Yeah. It's just energy. It's going to go somewhere. All right. Number five, say no to taking anything else on for the love oh, of Christ. Right. If you <laughs> are super stressed out in your marriage, please don't volunteer to be the maid of honor, okay? If somebody asks it of you, that's a different thing. But you can also decline. You can say, I would love to be here for you. I don't know if I can emotionally carry it. Right. Right? It's okay to decline things that you would really love to do, like be there for somebody else because you are in a really challenging season. That's okay if you are under crazy work deadlines or stress and your, you know, friend wants you to help them move and you, you know, if you put one more thing on your plate, you're going to crack or somebody in your life is going to really feel it because you're going to snap. Yeah. Then you owe it to yourself to really tally how much you can carry. Mm -hmm. So for the love of God, no volunteering absolutely (laughs) no volunteering like i'll take it on no none of that but then being able to say no when somebody searches you out and saying i would absolutely love to be there for you i would love to come through i am at my wits end right now i know i may not show it all the time but i do not think i can add one more thing to my plate without just completely falling apart yeah please know it's 100 percent about me and not at all about you. I truly hope you can understand. Right, Something right. like that. Like, I, it's not my ideal situation, <laughs> but I'm in a season, right? Like, I'm in a place where I just can't. So Okay. Okay, so that's number five. And I'm going to link to another pod specifically on saying no if that tends to be a sticking point for you. I know a lot of people 
have a difficult time with that, especially saying no and not doing a big ass explanation of why. Yeah. Well, we've covered that in the many, many pods. Yeah. We just did one on that too. So, but if you need work on that, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Number six, take time to evaluate or get clear on your priorities. What really matters the most to you? You know, this is one thing that I think can be really helpful if, you know, we were just talking about this with my family the other night. So May was the anniversary of my dad's passing. Yes, it was. 13 years ago. Yeah. And during that season, there was pretty much nothing that was as important to me as dealing with that. Sure. And so that meant taking time off work. That meant throwing myself into the grief process. And that meant pretty much everything else got put on the back burner. I was not this exemplary friend at the time. You know, I wasn't being there and being super courteous and showing up for friends. It wasn't the season for that. That was my priority at the time. So, and that's going to be different for everybody. But we find ourselves thrown into these emergent situations that is somebody else's priority. So if you have a job, let's say, that is so incredibly stressful for you that it's costing you your health, it's costing you the things that really are a priority, like connecting with your children, connecting with your partner, taking care of your physical health, it might be a time to reevaluate, is this stress actually worth what I have, you know, what I'm getting out of it? In my world, that is called tensegrity. A certain amount of tension or stress in our bodies or in our lives is good. Right. It helps with fulfillment. It helps us grow. You know, um, a snake sheds its skin and gets new skin, right? It's painful, but it, you, it gets you somewhere. But there's there's stress or tension that is not good for you. Right. The word tensegrity is a combination of tension and integrity. Oh, so I love does that. that tension have integrity or is it just tension? Like as a compensatory piece, right? Is right. it just compensating for some other tension or laxity in the body or in our lives? Wow, that's beautiful. So I like to use that tensegrity term as a mantra for me, like, is this stress helpful or is it hindering, right? And that helps guide me through what stress is good and what is bad. I love that. And you kind of tune the knob a little bit, right? Mic drop from Mr. Smith over there. <laughs> Thank you. I, so, I've heard you reference tensegrity many times, but I didn't realize that was the word. Yeah. Hybrid. Yeah. Tension and integrity. integrity. Yeah. I love that. So does this tension, does this stress have an integrity to it? Right. You know, is it- Does it have a purpose? Is it serving its purpose, yeah, right? right? So one of the, there's another term I love so much around this, and that is, is this thing that I have put, made a priority, is is it emotionally expensive? Oh, that's a great term. So we think about it as like, I can't leave this job because it's so financially lucrative. Sure, sure. But is it emotionally expensive? Mm. Is it relationally expensive? Is it spiritually expensive? That's interesting. How do you value that? What's the currency for that? Like, how do you know if it's expensive? I think there's a number of factors, but part of it, I think, is standing back. And one of the, I'm so glad you asked that. One of the, (laughs) the tools that you can use is to write out 
a list of these are all the most important things in my life, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Usually it's family, friends, spouses, sure, sure. you know, like general children, uh, my work, blah, blah, blah. Big bubble things. But you okay. write them in in chronological order of most important to least important, right? And you put – then you go back and you look at – Okay, if this is the order, this is the hierarchy of these are the things that are the most important to me, which ones on here are actually getting a majority of my time and energy? Okay. So if I say Mr. Smith is my absolute most important thing in my life or for many people, it's something related to spirituality or connection with self, believing in who they are. Sure. Some people, it's religion, you know, their connection with God. So it's – Usually that's the biggest piece, but then how big of a role does that – where does all your time and energy go? Mm -hmm. Because you cannot say to your partner, you're one of the most important things in my life and never have time for them. Right. That's not in integrity. (laughs) That's not in integrity. That's exactly right. That's a perfect example. So you can go through that in a couple of different ways, but I would – that that's one way that you can look. Got it. Um, But another another avenue there is your overarching emotions. You know, when I was working in cosmetics, I got to a point where I was so uncomfortable all of the time. There was a decent amount of time where I could coach my way through it and I could be really positive and I could be, you know, look on the bright side and here's all the things I'm grateful for and this is an opportunity for character building and all of that. But then it got to a point where it had become so toxic and so uncomfortable and I was so unfulfilled regularly that I was like, I have to make a change make here. A change, right. right. So you have to start looking at that. Like, am I chronically unhappy? Hmm. That's emotionally expensive. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. Good cool. tools. Uh, number seven, we danced around a couple of these, but monitor your self-talk. This is huge. It doesn't matter if you've listened to an audiobook, if you listen to a 30-minute podcast, your self-talk is incessant. It is with you 24-7. So it doesn't matter if you've grabbed these little great ideas. You have to monitor what's happening in your mind all the time. So one of the things that I think is really important is to eliminate this idea of positive self-talk and go for empowering self-talk. I think we get this idea that I have to be so positive, 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 positive. Not necessarily. Sometimes it's just straight up empowering, like saying something to yourself like, you're allowed to feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not overtly like shit and glitter, positive. <laughs> right. But it is empowering. Because it may not be a feeling that you want necessarily, but you're allowed to feel it. Right. Right. You, yeah. right. Like you may be angry. You may be overwhelmed. You may be stressed. You may be frustrated. You are allowed to feel how you feel we oftentimes think I need to escape it, mm-hmm. right? And there's tons of ways that you can deal with that. We'll talk about that in a second. But I love to tell myself things like, this is this is only temporary or this too shall pass. Or one of the things I've mentioned a couple of times today is this is just a season. Right. You know, that's for next season. You know, when you see all these things you want to get done or you want to do for people or you want to be there – Okay, I'm not in that season of giving. I'm in the season of hibernation or I'm in the season of preparation or efficiency. I'm not in that season. So that's not necessarily overtly sunshine and rainbows, but it sure as fuck is empowering. Yeah, yeah, you have a little more power around it for sure. 
Focus on what you can control. That's another self-talk statement. Focus on the light at the end of the tunnel. I know for me, if I'm working on a deadline or if I have a really crazy week, I will talk myself through each scenario. Like, just get through today. Just get through this meeting. Just get through this one workout. Just get through Thursday. Get to Friday. You know, sometimes it's every minute. Depends on what where you're at, what kind of season you're in. But choose self-talk that is empowering during this time. And then finally, number eight, shocker, allow emotional outlets. (laughs) Okay? Okay. This is going to be one of the saving graces so that it doesn't manifest into disease or addiction or, you know, deteriorating relationships. Allow emotional outlets. I'm going to link to a pod we did around grief and processing grief, and it was around the real reasons you're mad and sad. And part two of that series were all of the ways that you can process extreme stress, basically. You know, all of these things that get us all worked up. And if you don't have an emotional outlet, if you don't let yourself cry, if you don't let yourself get it out of your physical body, whether it is with physical fitness or journaling or talking or music, you are going to, it's going to fester and it will come out some way. It's not always physical. Sometimes it's in deteriorating relationships. Sometimes it's in addictions. Sometimes it's in depression. It can come out a ton of different ways. But what you need to hear is it's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. so you have to relieve a little bit of that pressure consistently. Have a good cry. That's brave, my friend. That's <laughs> fucking brave. I have cried so much during COVID. <laughs> I have cried so much during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a stressful <laughs> I, time for everybody. You have too. Yeah. You know, like we just watch Grey's Anatomy and just ball our eyes out. Yeah. That show will make you cry though, regardless of your... Yes, but I feel like it's unwarranted. It's it's not an equal measure of how I would normally respond. No, I, I yeah, I, I know. I'm, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm just saying, like, that show will make you will pull a tear out of you. It'll regardless. jerk a tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's review this really quick. Wait, wait, before you go further, uh, I just have something to add to the physical part because that's my realm. Yep. Um, there are a ton of ways to manage stress physically. Breathing is a very powerful tool. Oh, I love it. Uh, Doing some kind of breathing technique, fire breath, something. You can look up breathing techniques on the internet. I'm not going to get into those. EFT or emotional freedom technique, which is a tapping technique. Yep. That's a great way to get your neurological system to reset because at the end of the day, what we're trying to tap into is our parasympathetic nervous system. Right. Right. Tendon befriend. Yes. We are trying to get our fight or flight to chill out yes right so all of these techniques that you're giving are to get that nervous system to slow down yeah get out of that fight flight freeze right so getting a massage pressing on uh pressure points like there's a really good one between your thumb and your first finger right where they meet yeah that's a really good general pain general stress point there there's a ton of ways for you to physically yeah. Like you said, work out or dance to music yoga moves. or yoga, good stretch, um, going for a run, uh, laying in the sun. Uh, th- there's so many ways and everybody has their own way of dealing with those things in different times of year that they will deal with them. I would always have some kind of physical release inside of all of these psychological ones or mental ones. 
Yeah. That's fantastic. We d- we learned EFT in my hypnotherapy training. And I'm actually – I don't know if you even know this, but I'm I ha- I'm doing a EFT certification. Are you really? Oh, yeah. you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what that is is it's a method of tapping on the energy meridians in the mm-hmm. body. Yeah. So you can just look up quick YouTube videos and things like right. that. Very, very simple and very short, too. So I love that you brought that up. Brilliant. One other thing. Get off your phone for a little bit. Because you're putting yourself into that fight or flight state every time your phone dings, every time there's a message, every time somebody likes your page or dislikes your comment or whatever it is. Or you get work emails. those Those are endorphins being released every single time. That's why they're so addicting. Yep. So put your phone down for a little bit. Disconnect from the world, go for a hike, you know, do something without your phone. Yes. Because it is a great way to manage your time, but it's also a great form of stress. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, get do a, uh, a electronic detox. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Let's review real quick. Number one, examine the roots of your stress and then check out your self-inflicted overwhelm. Use that acronym of POD, postpone, omit, delegate. Number two, define what does peace look like to me? What is the opposite of stress and what does that look like to me? Mm -hmm. Nail that down. Number three, take brief moments to tally what you have done or what has gone right. Number four, call in the allies Get your support no matter what that looks like, whether it's accepting help from others, joining groups, classes, ordering meals, whatever. Number five, say no to taking anything else on. Do not add more to that mountain. Martyrdom. Number Exactly. It's not <laughs> – you don't need to be a fucking hero. Number six, take – a moment to get clear on your priorities. Is what you are making a priority emotionally expensive? Or are you dealing with tensegrity? Or is it just <laughs> tension? I loved it. That's awesome. Brilliant. Number seven, monitor your self-talk. Choose some sort of empowering statement. This is temporary. I can get through this. Focus on what you can control. Any of those statements are great for you. And then number eight, allow emotional outlets Two bonuses from Mr. Smith was <laughs> get do something physical, find get, some physical way to release the stress and get off your phone. And get off your fucking phone. That's right. Two bonus coming in strong <laughs> from Mr. Smith. I love it. All right, so we hope this has been helpful for you and we love you to pieces and we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Miss Smith, out. <laughs>